we are like the Maury Povich of podcasts. People come oh. to this show because it's a train wreck. I'm giving this podcast three stars. The host keeps yelling at me. The people have clearly spoken. Check out Whatever with Jason Soto on Anchor, Apple, Google, wherever you get awesome podcasts, or you can go to the home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. Second thing yes. I want to talk about is I want to talk about urination. I want to talk about peeing specifically. See what happens when Jason throws out the segments. This is what we get instead. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to Between the Scares, a podcast that's taking a look at every movie Blumhouse Productions has made, for better or for worse. I am your host, Jason Soto. And I am Lisa Leahy. And we are back. We took a couple of weeks off. We both had some shit going on in our lives we had to take care of, but we we're back. And, uh, yeah. Uh, hey, Lisa. Hey, Jason. Did you know that in about a few weeks, uh, Blumhouse Productions is going to have a movie called The Black Phone in theaters? I did know that because it's based on a Joe Hill short story that I need to get around to reading. Indeed. You told me that. I didn't know that. But it stars Ethan Hawke. Yep. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. And when I – I don't know about you, Lisa, but when I go to see it in the theater, I'm going to be using the Run P app. Absolutely. Uh, in case you hadn't heard – uh, RunP is a free app you can download onto your phone, whether you have uh, Android or iOS. And what it does is very simple. You go to the movie, to the movie theater. You tell the app, I'm seeing this movie, for example, the black phone. And then there's going to be a breakdown of all the times during the movie in which you can go to the bathroom. You can get up, use the bathroom. You can go get a snack, get a refill, you know, whatever, without missing something very important in the movie. Because, uh, you know, there are times in movies where there's kind of not, like, a whole lot happening. It's just, you know, maybe characters driving from point A to point B. There might be some stuff you might already know. Uh, there could just be a musical number for no reason. I don't know. Any number of scenes could happen in a movie. Um and you don't want to see that, so that's the perfect time for you to get up, go to the bathroom, and this app is going to tell you all that. And like I said, it's free to download, and uh, you should definitely go check that out. Again, it is called RunP, and Lisa and I are very big fans of it. Yes, huge fan. <clears throat> we are, Love that we are app. Very much supportive of that app. We want to see them flourish, continue on. Um, they took kind of a hit during the pandemic, but they're they're bouncing back a little bit, very little bit, little by little. They're coming back. So, uh, yeah, go check them out today. Speaking of today, uh, today on the show we are covering a sequel, uh, to a horror movie, uh, called Insidious. This is Insidious Chapter Two. Uh, let's do a trailer. Yeah, sounds good. Well, I Coming home 
I'm gonna be at Grandma's house for a little bit. If I Nothing's gonna bother us. Not anymore. We have our son back. We are a family again. in the hallway. Is there something wrong with Daddy, Mom? Whatever it was that was haunting my family, it's not done with us. to get our son back and something evil followed me. Get out of my head! There's someone standing in front of you. He's talking to you. What's he saying? He's got your baby. 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 came out on a Friday the 13th. I didn't remember that. Mm-hmm. It's such a good trailer. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So uh, let's do just a very quick plot synopsis and we'll dive into it. Uh, so this picks up like within a few days of the first movie. Yes. Um, we kind of get that established because uh, Rose Byrne's character, uh, Renee, is talking to the police about the stuff that happened in the first movie. And of course, the cop is very skeptical. Um, meanwhile, the uh, father, Josh, played by Patrick Wilson, uh, is kind of acting a little weird. Um, he he's he. It seems at first he's like he just wants to forget like everything that happened. Like you know, wants to you know not be traumatized or traumatize the kids about the events. But he starts acting very very weird. Um, and they are staying with Josh's mom, played by Barbara Hershey, and I think her name is Lorraine, if I remember correctly. Yes, you're right. Um, and uh, and then so everyone kind of starts investigating into why Josh is acting kind of weird, and they kind of realize this ain't over yet. That's the basic. That's the basic plot of the movie. That's that's if I had to do like a one sentence thing. That's basically what happens. Um, okay, do a little bit of a deeper dive here. Um, when the first movie ended, like it ended, with, okay, if anyone forgot, it ends with uh, um, Elise, uh, played by uh, Lynn Shay, uh, getting killed, uh, presumably by Josh. Um, <clears throat> and when that happened, I was like, oh, there's there's gonna be a sequel, and Josh is possessed. Like that's just the 
obvious. <laughs> like, yeah, did you, you got those stinger endings? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got that feeling too, right, Lisa? Like that was just what they were just oh, totally. going to. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, too, you've got a new um, horror movie from the makers of Saw. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they've proven by then that they, they definitely know what they're doing. Um, so I think it was kind of like, oh, we're going to give James Wan another option. Yeah, yeah. let's do this. We're going to have Lee Winnell write this. There's oh, some, totally. yeah. There's so I some... think they kind of expected that there was going to be a good reception and that this could potentially open up a new franchise. So frankly, it was a good call. Yeah, there's some, you know, pretty big modern, uh, pretty big names in modern horror behind this one. You got Absolutely. James Wan directing. You got uh, Leigh Winnell writing and co-starring a little bit, uh, produced by Jason Blum and Oren Pelly. You know, yep. there's just like a lot of big names in this. Um, so, uh, okay, so uh, we know we we figure from the beginning of the movie that Josh is possessed. We don't exactly know who. Um, and Lisa, you might have to remind me because my memory's shit. I uh, if the character that does end up possessing him was in the first movie, that uh, that woman, so like, the, so we'll go with that for yes now. And no. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yes and no. Okay. Um, he was he was being he, it, you, that last sting at the end of the of the end of the first movie. Right, right. Has a shot where Louis uh, Louise Elise takes a picture yes. of him. And in the photograph, it's this black bride okay. image. So you get the impression that he has been possessed, and then the movie ends. Right, right. So it's okay. literally the last. So okay, the so so the black bride was at the end of the first movie. Okay. Yes. I couldn't yes. remember if the black bride was like a reestablished kind of established character in the first movie, like we saw. I'll say her for now uh, yeah, in the she background. Yeah, up in mirrors and stuff. Yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. Stuff about. Uh, showing up in pictures when Josh was a kid. Okay, okay, um, okay. That stuff is in the original film. Okay, so yes, yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember any of that. potential character, the, the groundwork was laid. Um. Oh, we did get a flashback scene at the beginning of the movie, I forgot about this, where we see Josh as a kid. Yes. And uh, a young, a younger Elise, not played by Lynn Shay, but it's but her. It's her voice, yeah. So it's a little so jar. It's a little jarring. I don't know why they didn't either. Like try to young up Lynn Shay a little bit because it wasn't like it was that. Unless I'm well, really misremembering. Well, she's got some very definite. I mean, the the woman's been acting for decades. I mean, you've got a movie. I mean, she, she people most people tend to know her as the the teacher in Nightmare on Elm Street. And yeah, I mean, you're yeah, talking about uh, 1984. Yeah. You're dealing with what 30 years later almost. Yeah. Um. So I I just think that at that point they were like, oh, we'll just make you know we'll get a young actress and you will use her voice. But then the guy Carl. It's the same guy, both the same in guy. the 80s and the present, whatever. You know what? Maybe Lynn Shea wasn't interested. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she didn't want it to was, try young it makeup was, or something. It was, just, it, was just, it was just a little jarring to hear <laughs> her voice come out of this younger actress. Oh, yeah. Um, but then I, I kind of got used to it. So, yeah, we see we see Elise and uh, a young Lorraine with uh, this guy named Carl. Uh, trying to uh, hypnotize Josh to try to figure out, you know, what's going on in the house because you know he's being bothered by this spirit. Uh, Lorraine has these pictures. We established all this in the first movie. There's these pictures where the this ghost is like 
kind of always behind Josh. And Elise is there to uh, kind of suss out what's going on and figure it out and figure out who this ghost is. Uh, Josh kind of is in a trance. He stands up, points to a door, says, follow me. And then we flash back to the present. That gets explained later. Um, we come back to the present. Uh, Renee, uh, is played by Rose Byrne, is being interrogated by the cops about Elise's murder. Uh, and the cop is like saying, Hey, you know, looks like your husband did it. Are you trying to protect your husband? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, no, he didn't do it. There's no way he did it. And so the cops are skeptical, but they have nothing to go on. Meanwhile, the family is moving in with Lorraine temporarily while the cops are investigating their house. And, uh, then the creepiness just starts like, it's just like immediate. It's like, we, we get like a little bit of like, like five minutes of a setup and then all the weird creaks and door opening and voices and things through the baby monitor and, uh, you know, piano playing ghosts, you know, it all starts like right away. Like mm-hmm. they, they don't fucking waste any time. They just want no. to jump right to it. They've always and, been very good about that. And I like that. Yes, absolutely. I absolutely 100% like when it starts, especially in a sequel, because it's the same characters from the first movie. So we already know, you know, Josh and his uh, the son. Now, the son, I can't remember what the kid's name was, the one who can travel. Dalton. Dalton thank you. Um, they can both. uh, uh is that called? Astral. Uh, projectors. It's like astral astral projection. Uh, Into, you know, into the world and, you know, they they can find themselves in the, in the, in the further as they they call it in the movie. Um, And, uh, let's see. Uh, Josh is acting very weird. Anytime Lorraine or uh, Renee wants to, like, talk about it, he, like, shuts them down immediately. And is like, it was a very traumatizing experience. I don't want to put my family through it again. I don't I don't want to. Like, he's being kind of a jerk about it. Mm-hmm. And it was at this point where I said to myself, you know, Patrick Wilson is actually a decent actor. I like him. I like him and stuff. I liked him in Conjuring. He was, you know, uh, he was good in Hard Candy. That's a very fucking difficult movie to watch. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he was very good. Here, his acting's kind of off. And it bothered me a little bit, like, that he was off. And- so I think that he's got this – This I think he struggled to play this bland Josh. Like, I think he had a, had a hard time um, playing Josh who was – because when he goes – when he's authentically Josh, yes. he's fine. Yes. But when he's Parker Crane yes. as Josh, yeah, it's not yeah. right. It's that's where weird. I've – that's what I determined later when the movie went on and, you know, we realized – we fully get explained, okay, Josh's body is being inhabited by this ghost named Parker. And uh, it was this guy that uh, when Josh was a kid and his mom, Lorraine, were was a nurse at this hospital – um, I guess nurses can just take their kids in whenever they want. I know that was a thing. Maybe well, in the eighties, it would have been, been in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> they were so free reeling in the eighties, man. You can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah, bring your kids in. Woo, why not? Have a cigarette while you're at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they go visit this patient, and you know Josh gets a little too close to the to the guy, and he wakes up and starts like strangling him. Mm-hmm. Um, we then determine that um. Well, there's actually kind of a cool scene that actually was kind of mildly creepy when um, 80s Lorraine uh, is riding the elevator with Parker. 
Oh, yeah. And she's like, you know, hey, why are you out of bed? But he doesn't say nothing. And then they get off on the first floor, and he just goes off in another direction. And then she goes to, like, a nurse and is like, uh, hey, why is, you know, why is he up walking around? He's supposed to be in bed. And she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Parker died yesterday. He jumped yeah. out of a window. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, holy shit. Okay. Like, it wasn't one of those, like, most most movies would have been like, oh, like, what? That patient died half an hour ago. Like, this was full on, <laughs> like, no, this was yesterday. This was yesterday, right. Which yeah. is kind of a nice touch, I guess. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I love that part. So they realize, okay, this is Parker, and um, we get uh, we 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 go back to my favorite side characters, Specs and Tucker. Oh, I'm, they're so good. I'm sorry, I want like a spinoff show, a movie, a miniseries. Nope. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think we had this argument last time. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, okay. Let me see if I can convince you here. Okay, why would you not want to see more stuff with these guys? Because what makes them fun is that they're side characters. When you make side characters the lead, they're no longer as interesting. What if they're not like the lead lead? You know what I mean? Like what if there's there's a new psychic person, that's the focus, and then these two are just there. But they're like part of the main show. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 co star. They're co stars, but they're not. Now. You know what? I mean? Okay, but see, but see if they ha- if if we get to see these guys like every week or every episode or whatever, um, I I would be in, I would be enthralled. I think it would be funny because these guys are fucking hilarious. They're oh, a lot they're of fun to watch together. They have a lot of good chemistry together. Exactly. I think they're excellent characters. But I I see my thing is too much of a good thing. Like what happens is people go, oh, this is great. Let's do a lot of it. And then they ruin it because there's mm. too much of it and it's forced and it's like, oh, it's pandering to the audience uh. here. Like you've got Leigh Whannell is really putting together these characters and they're they're just that extra comic relief in a movie that, you know, the first movie, this movie, these are some creepy movies. Yes. They really are very unsettling for yes. being PG-13, yes. frankly. Yes, exactly. Um, so what what works about <clears throat> them is they come in just enough at the right time. It's not the Tucker and Specs show. It's here are these guys and like they dispatch with them and they have their fun little moments. And that's just enough for me. I'm just, but see, I know that I'm very much in the minority of that. I don't like <laughs> reading series, like book series. Um, I was just being called out in my nerdy book group because I was talking about how I have no interest in Hamilton or any musicals whatsoever. Like everything that make people happy apparently annoys me. I don't do it intentionally. <laughs> I swear to God, I do not do this just to be a bitch or to be a contrarian. But I just, things that are like drawn out and are friggin' everywhere, I just get tired. I'm like, can we do something else? It's just, right. I don't know what it is. Okay. So All something right. like this, I feel like this is just the right amount. It's cool. And I don't want to ruin it, but that's right. me. No, that's cool. That's perfectly fine. I just I thought I could sell it on to you, but I can't. So you know, it's yeah, fine. We're just gonna I, move I'm on. Very, it's fine. Very picky. In it's my all brain good. About things, it's all so. good. I, I know you don't follow Marvel as closely as I do, but like I was gonna ask you what you think about Loki, like getting his own show and stuff. But I guess I don't think you watch any of that, so you probably don't so care. So it's interesting because I've seen the movies. I have not seen all of them. There's a couple I've missed and can't be bothered with. Okay. Um. I, I see a lot of this stuff as cash grab and I'm just not interested. Like I'll watch the movies. I have not seen any of these TV shows. Um, and frankly, I don't care for Loki. I know I'm going to like get lose listeners. Um, 
I like Tom Hiddleston a lot, but I just don't like the character of Loki. I think he's silly. Okay. I guess so that's I fair. Want, I'm a villains person, so I'm not <laughs> going to these movies looking for these heroes. I'm just not. Well, you know, well. I just I want. I I still haven't seen the new Doctor Strange. I want dark and twisty and evil. I want more Ebony Maw. Okay. I uh, all right. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, so we'll, I'll, I'll just I'll stop the conversation that conversation there, and we'll just move on. Yeah, because I, I don't I want to spoil anything. Me. I know it's me, and I'm not one of these people who are like, "Oh, but, these movies suck." But it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Them. That's it's, not my thing. It's, it's fine. just not for me. Okay, that's cool. I'm cool. I'm totally cool with that. I am <laughs> totally 100% cool with that. And I love that you love them. I think it's fantastic when people love things. I do. It's just <clears> not for me. Um, so Specs and Tucker, they yeah, they're they're back in this movie. They're looking around uh, Elise's house. Uh, and kind of, you know, stumbling around like idiots. And... Hunter Ninja Bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but that was funny. Well, that's, that's, you know, I know, rock, but I mean, I know, scissors, lizard Spock. I know, you know like... that, but I mean, like, why those three things is what I'm oh, saying. I just, can you imagine the writing, like, sitting in that room and coming up with it? Yeah. <laughs> that's what my brain does. It's like, how would you, co- like, Hunter yeah. and Bear makes sense, but Ninja. Ninja, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just need like a third thing, and Ninja was just was just fit. Oh, it's so good. Um, so they're in Lisa's house, and they they find uh the videotape of uh Josh when he was a kid, and when mm-hmm. she was trying to help him and stuff like that. Um, and then they they analyze the tape, and then they do the whole stupid like CSI thing where they enhance, and behind young Josh <laughs> is they see present day adult Patrick Wilson Josh and so they go to you know Lorraine's house and you know show them this and try to and then this is where like kind of the investigation starts like into what the hell's going on um and so well what is going on so um first they go to uh they contact Carl this guy that was with Elise back in the 80s when she was helping out Josh and he's still around, and they're asking him for help. Like, you know, hey, can you help us contact Elise so we can figure out, you know, where to start, you know, what to do. And he, he agrees, and they have, like, a seance of sorts in, in Elise's house where uh, he has these dice that have letters on them. This is actually kind of a cool way to talk to spirits, actually. I, I thought. like it. I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah, it was like, it's like a bunch of, like, I don't know, 20 dice that have all letters on it. And uh, he, you know asks a question he throws a dice and then um the answers will come we'll spit the you know the answer gets spelled out on the dice and so he's communicating and he's like asking you know what's going on who's doing this where should we start and the answer was like uh like mother uh what the heck was like that they have a hospital like something angels or something Mm -hmm. i can't remember our lady our lady i think it was like our lady of lost angels something something like like that that. yeah and so then lorraine's like oh i used to work there Mm-hmm. And it it seems like every hospital in horror movies is just closed. Like <laughs> me and you, Lisa, we watch horror movies for almost a living, almost. Mm-hmm. And do you ever notice that like every hospital is just closed, like yes. in the present day? Like there's never the only time there's an open hospital is if there's 
uh, a need to have a character to run really fast. That's the only time we were ever in an open hospital. In empty hallways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's While the only time. chasing them by walking. Yes. <laughs> That's it. So those are the only two hospitals that exist in horror movies. Correct. Empty hospitals so you can run in or very close abandoned hospitals. So this one. they are very frequently psychiatric hospitals. <laughs> yes. Nine times out of ten they are going to be psychiatric hospitals. So we go to a closed one where uh, Lorraine used to work and um, – through you know the talking through the spirits and stuff they they go to a room uh and this is where lorraine has the flashback of you know this guy named parker uh who <laughs> was in the in the hospital because he tried to castrate himself mm-hmm. now th- they they subtly tell you what's happening like throughout the movie like stuff like this gets sprinkled uh, like this, for example, the whole thing about being castrated. Like, you know, you're like, that's a weird fucking thing, but okay. But then you find out why later on, and mm-hmm. it just becomes more fucked up. Yes. So they learn that she has a flashback of, you know, when he, you know, back in the 80s when he was in the hospital, he killed himself, blah, blah, blah. So then they find his address. They go to his house, which is also very old and abandoned and creepy looking. The scene in the bedroom with Specs and Tucker was simultaneously creepy and hilarious at the same mm-hmm. time. And if anyone who has not seen this movie don't know how that's possible, you need to see this movie. Because they pulled that – everyone that made this movie pulled that off so well. Because it's like there's this creepy girl sitting on the bed, but then like it's these two who are like goofballs who don't know how to – how to move apparently? <laughs> how to walk Yo, apparently? <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, it's simultaneously creepy and funny, and it's it's actually kind of cool. Um, so here we get a whole bunch of information. We find out that there was a serial killer uh, named a Black Bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that this was Parker, and that he would um, would dress up as a woman. Uh, you know, wearing this black, like, wedding dress with a black veil and all this stuff. Uh, and then uh, would kill – it seemed like it was mainly women he was killing. Um, uh, it seemed like almost like teenage girls. Yeah. I got the impression I think, that they were, like, young adults. Okay, yeah, I, I think you're right. That does that does feel right, yeah. And, um, and then they find a secret room uh, mm-hmm. in this house where all the bodies are still at. Like, all the bodies that Parker killed is still Which there. Which I'm calling bullshit. As okay. soon as they walked into that house, they would have smelled that. <laughs> but it was behind you the thick shelf. No, Lisa. So, no, no. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do this, and forgive me because this is this is a little weird and personal. But, um, oh. my aunt passed away. Okay. Um, in the very beginning, before COVID became a thing, um, I'm convinced she died of the coronavirus. Um, mm-hmm. because she's one of those people who never went to the doctor or anything. But anyway, so she died in her in her bed. Um, she wasn't discovered until like, it, it was like probably like Thursday, Friday, she died and they didn't find her till Monday when she didn't report to work. Holy shit. Um, yeah. It was one of those kinds of things. Um, it was in like November. So it's not like it was midsummer or anything gross, okay. but, um, you know, they found her whatever. And then when we went into the house to kind of like clear things and find some personal papers and stuff like that, which was within about a week or so that house still had the smell and that was one person. Um, so when they talk about like the smell, I know what the smell is. Um, with that many bodies been there as long as they had, there is no way they Mm. wouldn't have smelled it. There is no 
with, with a bookshelf blocking it? Absolutely not. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> Huh. Okay, well, all right. I mean... These are things you'd wish that you didn't know, but I know. <laughs> it's fair. But, I mean, you know, sometimes you have to kind of, you know... Suspend disbelief. Yeah, Absolutely. there you go. Yeah. And this is definitely... I, I, I do agree this with you. This is one of them. I agree with you. I do feel like if you're going to have... This was easily, like, 20 bodies in this room. Oh, my God. And they're all moldy and so gross. <laughs> they were all, yeah. And apparently one was, like, too gross that they couldn't show it on camera. Uh, yeah. Despite Tucker, I think, looking underneath the sheets... Yeah, they um, want to really ins insist that this is a disturbing thing to look at. So, um, yeah, so we, we learn all of that now. So now we know Parker, you know, killed himself uh, in the 80s. He latched on as a spirit to um, Josh when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the spirit that's been chasing him, like, his entire life, basically. Uh, and now this is the guy that's now possessed Josh's current body, like, present presently. Um, so we learned that when a dead person possesses a living person, the living person's body starts falling apart. Mm -hmm. Uh, Josh starts losing teeth. He's starting to look all pale and just, he just looks generally terrible. Um, with, you know, uh, Carl Specs and Tucker and everyone realizing what's up with Josh now that he's possessed by this, you know, ghost of a serial killer basically mm -hmm. uh they need to subdue him and try to get the real josh back right. uh so they plan this whole like sting operation where they send carl into you know josh's house try to talk to him and then inject him with a um with a knockout juice thing uh tranquilizer that's the word i'm trying to find jesus christ what is wrong with me today um <laughs> tranquilizer <laughs> is the word i want um and so there's this kind of really awkward <laughs> conversation between the two. Uh, and then I actually, I, I got to talk about before that, we get this really hilarious exchange about what a, a secret word should be. And it's between unicorn and quesadilla. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me. <laughs> I think quesadilla makes sense, honestly. I, I'm, it's such I'm... a great one. And then what's fantastic <clears throat> about it is their whole argument is which one is easier to work into a conversation. Exactly. And then when Carl actually needed to use it, he's just yelling the word. <laughs> At this quesadilla. point, there is no conversation. Quesadilla. He's like, quesadilla, quesadilla. quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Parker and Josh's body soon, you know, I guess figures out Carl is there to subdue him. And he tells Carl, "Hey, use your use your dice to you know, because I got something behind my back. Use your dice yeah, to figure like, out what it is." Yeah, he's like, "What have you got behind is. your back? Well, why don't you ask your little dice?" Yeah, and so he does, and finds out it's a knife. And so Parker, Josh, uh, uh, you know, text Carl. Both Specs and Tucker very slowly <laughs> run into the house, but quickly get subdued. Um, and then uh, they trick Lorraine and R Renee to come back to the house. Mm -hmm. Oh, because Lorraine had to get Renee to explain, hey, this is what's happening. Josh is possessed. Parker, blah, blah, blah. She had to explain all that. And get yeah, the we need some exposition. And get the kids out of the house, too. So we have to, so we have to get the kids out of the house. Yes. Um, so Josh tricks both Lorraine and Renee to come. Their names are very similar. Every time I say Lorraine and Renee, it sounds like exactly. I'm saying. Not to mention the way Renee is spelled is very odd. It is, yeah. I'm fascinated <clears throat> by that spelling because I have never seen it before. Me in neither. My life, except in this character. Yeah, same. And I have a cousin named Renee, but it's spelled the, the normal way. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, so, so Lorraine and Renee come back to the house 
and they discover that you know Spex and Tucker and Carl's uh, knocked out, and uh, Carl finds himself in the further. Uh, where he locates real Josh, who's just been mm-hmm. roaming around this entire time in the further. He's been trying, he's but he's been... getting weaker, so he's having a harder time yeah. finding Cause, Yeah, because the dude's been in his body for too long. Mm-hmm. So then we get like this deep exploration of the further, which I, I really liked. And they're trying to figure out, like, you know, they want to... This looked, a little confused me just a little bit. I guess they're trying to get Parker to get over the shit that his mom put him through. And in case you're mm-hmm. wondering what that is, well, let me tell you, because it's very oh, delightful and not weird and grief. creepy at all. Okay, here we go. And I'm going to try to handle this very sensitively because the movie kind of didn't, but I'll, I'm going to be very sensitive here. So here we go. So when Parker was a kid, oh, I'll put it this way. Has anyone seen Sleepaway Camp? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's not what this is. Well... <laughs> Oh, no, you know what? You're not wrong. It is. It's the reverse. Anyway, okay. Well, all right. Yeah, anyway. it's kind of the reverse. You're right. Anyway, okay. So, <laughs> um, Parker was very much born a boy, um, is with his mom, who's basically a psycho, psychopathic, crazy-ass She's person. Like, and we don't ever get, not that we need one, but there's really no rationale for why. Yeah. Like there's just she just is. She's just this really crazy lady, yeah. and uh, we've seen her throughout the movie. She shows up as a ghost, kind of, um, you know, giving Renee a hard time. She slaps mm-hmm. Renee fucking crazy as shit in the scene. Well, she's the one in that really <laughs> cool scene that's in the trailer. Yeah. Um. Again, more evidence that they always put the best stuff in the trailer. It's still another four years when this after this movie comes out before I give trailers up, but, um like that really great edit where you like you're kind of using a partial wipe to bring a, a character into the frame and it's just so cool when yeah. Renee walks by in that living room mm-hmm. and then paces back and poof there she is yeah. I mean, oh this stuff in this movie is that so was good. cool yeah that was cool um so yeah so we discovered that Parker's mom is really crazy and insists that Parker becomes a girl and wants to, and wants Parker to call him herself uh, Marianne. Marilyn. Marilyn. I'm sorry, Marilyn. Thank you. And um, uh, and Parker. Well, obviously, this is gonna kind of scar him. <laughs> uh, but this is kind of the the seed, if you will, of what you know led to Parker going down this serial path, serial killer path. Uh, and so I guess they're trying to like get that discovered and try to get Parker to get over that. In, mm-hmm. in order to no longer possess Josh. That's kind of what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, the mom, the spirit of the mom is, like, trying to prevent Josh and Carl. And then uh, Elise shows up in a scene, uh, finally. Oh, we got to talk so about the time. Tra- wait, wait. Time loops, we yeah. got to talk about the time travel stuff. Okay. Yes. So, um, this was an interesting callback to the first movie. I thought um, this was really clever. I enjoyed this a lot yeah. the first time I saw it. Um, I enjoyed it now, too. So, in the first movie, when things are just kind of starting in the first movie where the uh, uh, Dalton's in the coma, and they're all in the... I think this was the... Was this the first house, or was it the second yeah, house? Yeah, no, this is their, their first the, the house. The first house before they moved? Okay. So, they're at, they're in their first house. 
and they're talking. We we see a scene from the first movie where they're like Josh and Renee is getting ready for bed. They're talking about whatever, and then there's a knock on the door. Okay, now we go back a little bit to part two here, where we see modern day Josh in the further with Carl, and he finds himself in front of the house, that house, that house, yeah. And he's confused until he sees this weird, like, spirit guy who I don't think ever gets explained. He's just this demon ghost guy who just shows up into the house to go mess with the baby. And so the uh, present-day Josh, like, is like, no, no, no. So he runs to the, the house and starts banging on the door, mm-hmm. which is the banging that we heard in the first movie. Right. And then we see the first movie, Josh, like looking outside and opening the door and present day Josh is all like confused. And then now he's like, holy shit, this is what that was about. Um, yeah. And so then um, then both Josh and that demon guy go upstairs to where the baby is and they have a fight uh, to prevent the demon from taking the baby. And then um, well, oh, it was Josh breaking into the house. That's what caused the door to That's open up the alarm to go and off. set the yes. alarm go off. And that was all in the first movie. But we didn't know why in the first movie that was happening. It was just mm-hmm. happening. So right. then this movie explains it. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking amazing. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. So then um, we get a similar thing like this where um, when they're when they figure out, OK, we have to get Parker to, you know, release this repression memory of the stuff his mom did to him. So they got to find, you know, where the mom's ghost is at. So they go visit Josh as a kid. And we go back to the beginning of the movie when Josh was a kid and adult Josh asks kid Josh, Hey, I need you to tell me where the, the black bride is. And so Mm -hmm. then we see his response. He gets up, he says, I'll show you. He points to a door. And then this is where they all go through the door to go find the mom. But wait, there's that great moment too. Where uh, those of them in the further, so it's Carl and adult Josh and um, Elise. Elise, yeah. And Elise, who in the original flashback, uh, young Elise was walking around and they were like, well, we're not really sure. And then like Josh just kind of said, I'll show you and started walking around and Mm -hmm. then a door opened. Mm -hmm. And so we have this really great moment where, um, you know, old now passed away Elise watches this happen again and is like oh that's what that was that's about that's what that like, was that's about so yeah cool. like, that was so that was awesome things. and what's cool about these characters is that this is what we would say yes we'd be like no shit that's what that was about <laughs> yep. okay let's go like yep. that's fun i love that about these characters indeed yes so um so then we get kind of the showdown. We get the showdown uh, in the in the real world where possessed Josh is is attacking and chasing after Renee uh, and Lorraine. Uh, he locks Lorraine into a bathroom and chases Renee down to the basement. the The two older boys, Dalton and the other one, I don't remember what his name Foster. was. Foster. Foster. Thank you. Name your kids fucking something normal. I don't <laughs> know, but at least I can remember what they are. I don't remember much anymore. No, but I'm talking about the movie. Like, what should you just name your kids like Billion Stew or something? Fancy. But anyway, I don't know. anyway, so they come home and they they find. Uh, their dad, you know, choking the ever-living crap out of <laughs> their mom. But thankfully, the kids are smart and privy to all the ghost shit and know that this is not the, actually their dad doing this, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they kind of, you know, pull the, you know, Josh, Parker Josh off and, you know, you know, save uh, Renee. They all run down to the basement. And then Dalton's like, 
I'm I'm gonna go get Dad back. I I need to go into the further and I need to go get him back. That's the only way we're gonna, you know, get this serial killer out of Dad's body. And so, you know, Renee reluctantly lets him do that. <clears throat> and the thing with the tin cans and the string, I thought was clever. I actually kind of liked this, because um, throughout the whole movie, the younger brother Foster made these tin, the you know, the whole tin cans with the string, and you pull it tighter and you can hear each other talk. That was kind of a thing throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalton ends up using that as like a tether to get back to, you know, the real world. And I think that was pretty cool. I kind of enjoyed that. So It was very cool. Uh, Dalton uh, eventually finds, you know, adult Josh or, you know, present the real Josh in the further. Uh, they kind of do like a battle with the, with the mom. Um, you know, and then Elise reveals that Carl, who thought he was dead, is not dead and is able to come back to life. And he shouldn't be dead, yes. Yeah, you don't belong here. Yeah, you shouldn't be here. You're, yeah, you're not dead. And so after they, you know, take care of the mom and, you know, Parker confronts the mom, Parker releases, you know, is released from Josh's body and Dalton brings uh, real Josh back to life, basically. And then, and then I, I like, and, and you're right. This is like how normal people I think would react, because you know after all this shit that happened, Renee is very skeptical at first when Josh comes back. Yeah, I, I, I fully understand. Which, yeah, absolutely, I would be like a little. Oh, are you sure you, you like? <laughs> but then, yeah, it is. Um, and then Josh and Dalton gets um, hypnotized again by Carl. Um, to forget that they can do the astral projection thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't invite any more ghosts into their lives again. Uh, and then we get more sequel fodder. Now, I'm going to say something here, Lisa. I've not seen part three. I have zero idea what part three is about. I know you're not going to tell me. I'm just letting you know. I have zero idea. So I don't know if this is an actual setup to the sequel. You don't do have to you tell me. Do you want me, me to conf- – well, that's just it. Would you prefer I don't? I, I, I kind of don't care, honestly, but I can – well, when, wait. When are we covering it? I'm probably going to forget anyway. Sidious <laughs> Chapter 3 came out in 2015. Yeah, we got a while. We got a while to go. Uh, it's fine. I could wait. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'll, just okay. for, I'll just be curious if this ties in. But basically, Specs and Tucker go to a different house, to a different family, and uh, this family has a girl named Allison. Yes, Allison, mm-hmm. who's also in like a coma state mm-hmm. <clears throat> in their house in a wheelchair. And the ghost of Elise is with them. And the little girl, the other little girl in this family can see Elise. I thought that was kind of interesting. That was and, neat, huh? Yeah. And so then she goes to go, you know, try to help Allison to get out of the coma, to see if they can find her. And then Elise sees something in the corner and then re-roll credits. So we don't know what that is. I don't know that's going to be related to the sequel. It probably is going to show up somehow, but I... I, I I think it's weird, and this is just me talking. You don't got to confirm this. I think it would be weird if, like, the series from this on just follows Ghost Elite, at least. Right, like that. Ghost Busting. <laughs> Basically, oh Ghost Busting. Well, this is what you just said you wanted. This would be Specs and, and Tucker. There you go. See, that, yeah, absolutely. Going around Scooby-Doing. I'm down. Things. I am totally down. Okay. Um, 
All right, let me tell you my story, and then we can wrap up. So tell me your story. I will try to be quick about this because I because we haven't actually talked about whether or not we like the movie, but go ahead, that too. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that after my story. Because um, okay, so tell me your story. So this movie came out uh, established in 2013. Yes. So th- so this had to have been so this is when this story takes place because this this involved me <laughs> going to see it in the theater. Yeah, that's usually how that works. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Jesus, shut up, man. All right. Put you on mute. No, I'm kidding. You love it. I won't. Okay. Um. All right. So, all right. I worked with this girl. Uh, I'm going to call her Jen. It's a very generic okay. name. That's what I'm going to call her. Um, she was, uh, she, she came up to me one day at work and she said, she told me basically all of this. And I'll try to sum it up really quickly. She was going to go on a date with some guy she met on... I don't know if Tinder was around back then. I think it was. Uh, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never used Tinder, so I can't tell you. 2013? Somebody tell us. Was Tinder around 2013? Anyway, it was some dating app or a website or something. She found this guy. They talked through the internet or text message or something, and they agreed to go on a date. Um, She told me that, you know, to kind of explain all of this, She's kind of like the person who is afraid to say no to somebody. Okay. In a, you know, in a, you know, like, you know, she wants to be nice and she wants to be, yeah. you know, doesn't want to hurt other people's feelings or whatever, despite mm-hmm. her own thoughts and feelings. Yes, I get it. So she agreed to go on a date with this guy, but she kind of didn't want to go on a date with this guy oh. because she ended up finding, you know, like him kind of weird and didn't really jive oh, with him see, a little that's... bit. See, that makes me worry. So, okay. So she's telling me all this, and she's like, I agreed to go on a date with him on, like, Friday. It was was definitely was a Friday. Um, And I said, okay. And she's like, can you help me uh, get rid of the date? And and I'm thinking, you're going to kill him, and I got to help bury the body? (laughs) Like, like, what do you mean? She's like, no, 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 no. I want you to come with, and then I we're going to try to scare the guy off. Oh, my God. So I'm like, okay. Instead of just telling this guy no, this guy no, she did this whole thing. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. this poor darling. Okay, so this was her idea. She says, okay, we're going to go on this. We're, we're, you're going to come with me onto this date. We're going to uh, – and then how she explained it to the guy – and fuck, if I remember what the fuck the guy's name was. It, was it like, doesn't matter. Like Chris <laughs> or John or some shit. Anyway, um she explained to him that she didn't feel comfortable being alone with him, so she mm-hmm. was going to bring a friend uh, just to kind of, you know, and the guy was okay with it. He was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. I, I guess that's, you know. Well, I probably thought that you were going to be female, but, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so then, so that's how she explained Gross. this to him. This guy, this guy totally thought that he was going to get a threesome. I don't know. I, again, I don't know. I, I, right. I cannot speak on that. I, I really don't know. <laughs> so... Uh, Jen then says, we have to come up with a story. Like, you can't be you because you're too nice of a guy. And so you're, you're going to – we're not to make up a persona for you. We're going to have to find a way to kind of get this guy worried. And then I, this is – you know, after much discussion, this is what we ended up with just to get to the, the meat of the story here. Uh, I was a, uh, a, a, a an army vet. Uh, who, uh, was, was, <laughs> don't start laughing. Wait. Oh, it's already funny. I was a vet who was in prison, who I just got out like a month ago. 
Uh, I don't want to talk about why I was in prison, but it wasn't it wasn't quite a murder. <laughs> Those were the words that I used, and um, I have a fascination with guns. Oh my okay, God. so this was the character that I, I developed. Now she only gave me like a day and a half to prepare for this. Uh, otherwise, I would have like came, you know, to this thing with like camo shorts or a jacket or I don't own anything camo in my real life, but I would have bought something. But I didn't have time to do that, so I had to kind of wear what I normally would wear, um, which I hope didn't throw the guy off too much. But um, so yeah, so that's the story we came up with. And so then we get to the, uh, we ended up going to see a movie. Now you know where the story's going. Um, and we pick, at, yeah, we pick this. We're like, uh, oh, we pick this because the guy said he does not like horror movies. <laughs> he says, you know, let's go see a movie. And then she says, okay, what do you want to see? And then he's like, well, we'll do it. We'll see any, I'll see anything you want to see, but I don't like horror movies. So then I looked at what was in theaters and this was in theaters. This is probably like a week or two after it came out. Oh my God, you guys are terrible. Okay. So we picked this. We're like, okay, we're going to go see Insidious chapter two. And I think the guy was like, okay. Okay. Oh my God. So (laughs) like, I I think he really was hoping to get some from her. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't know. Because of everything that happened. All right, so now we're at the movie theater. It's, a, it's the day of the date. It's, the, it's at nighttime. It's like 7 o'clock at night. We show up. This is uh, downtown Indianapolis. Um, there's a movie theater that's in a mall downtown Indianapolis. And next to the – or like a floor above or below, I forget, of the movie theater is an arcade. And so the guy shows up like an hour early. We're there. Uh, we get introduced, me and this guy. And then we decide to kill time in the arcade. I play any game that had a gun. Like, I <laughs> I went to all those. There was, like, three or four of them, too. And anyone that had a gun, I was there for. And I was, like, very intense. I only gave my first name. I, I did this, like, super serious face. I only gave very short answers. You know, when he talked to me, I was like, yes, no, yes. I don't want to talk about it. Like, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I, you know, I, I would say. Uh, and, this is insane. And so, the, and then I could tell the guy was either trying to compete with me or try to win me over because, like, we ended up playing, like, one of the shooting games and he's trying to be, like, a show-off. Um, and I'm not super great at these video games, but I was concentrating very hard and I actually did pretty decent. So mm-hmm. I think that played in my favor. Okay. So, so that's happening. All right. Now the movie starts. So we go to the movie theater, and uh, I'm in uh, – so we take up three seats. I'm in, I'll say, the uh, – we go to the left side of the movie. I'm trying to explain this right. So picture like an X standard movie theater, screens in the front, doors in the back. We go off to the left side. I'm in like the third seat in the row. Jen takes up the second seat, and this dude takes up the first seat. Got it? That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got it. So I need to explain what's about to happen next. <laughs> so the movie starts. Now, <clears throat> I'm oh so in character that I'm not paying attention to the movie. I'm just sitting there. I have my arms crossed. I keep looking over at them two. <laughs> um, he starts talking to her, and I went, shh. <laughs> and this happened like a couple of times. <laughs> Now, again, I, I, I don't say anything else. I just go, shh. Oh, you are nuts. And so I can see he he, is, he, he got jumpy a couple of times. 
I can't imagine why. So then, and again, I'm trying to, I'm more focused on like what these two are doing, or at least what he's doing, than the movie. So when I watched this movie, so Lisa, just tell you right now, when I seen this movie today for this podcast, this was actually, the, the this was time. the first time I seen the movie. <laughs> well, for, okay, so about, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes into the movie, I suddenly hear like rustling and I look and he's got his arm around her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, in my mind, like I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta do something about this. Like, how do I'm trying to think, what can I do? Like, do I, like, okay, I don't want to cause a scene. I don't want to get thrown out. I don't want to like stand up and yell at the guy. So I'm like, all right. So I'm trying to think what to do. And the first thing that came to my mind was grab the guy's arm and yank it away from her. <laughs> and that is what I did. Oh my god. <laughs> And so I could hear Jen kind of like laugh when that happened. Like she oh, was, she, she did a little, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then, like five minutes after that, I I can kind of hear him say, because again I can hear him talking. Why well, I kept going shh every time, but I hear him say to her, "I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back." So he gets up and goes. Now we we start laughing. I relax a little because he's gone. So I watch a little bit of the movie. Um, I think this was right, like during the hospital scene. Now I think so. I, I kind of remembered the hospital stuff. And then twenty minutes goes by, and he never came back. And so we look at each other, and we're like, "Did he just leave?" But then, like, literally, it has a von cue. He shows up. He comes back, and then he's like, "Hey, I'm very sorry. I got an emergency at home. I got to go take <laughs> take care of this." And also. Again, I'm not into horror movies, so I don't really want to finish watching this. So I'll call you later. Oh, my God. So you succeeded. We did. We very much succeeded. So then he tries to say, like, he tries talking to me. He's like, nice to meet you. I say nothing. I just stare at the screen, arms crossed. Because when he came back, I went back into character. So I crossed my arms, and I looked very serious at the screen. He says, nice to meet you. I don't say fuck all. I just stare at the screen. And then he says, I'll call you later or something. And then he leaves. Oh, he's creepy. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then that was it. That was the last. And that, that was that was the last of it. Um, we finished the movie. Uh, we went out. Like, we went to a bar and had some drinks afterwards to, to kind of hang out. Um, I think a couple, like a week or two later, I asked her, you know, did, did that guy ever call you back? And she's like, he did, but I didn't answer. And then I haven't heard from him since. I think he figured it out. Maybe this poor guy. Oh my god! So that's a, I gotta tell you, this is far better than I thought it was gonna be as a story. And that's P.S. That's not a commentary on you. Um, this is not what I expected. I thought you were gonna tell me that you were like out on a date and you were like making out with the date so much that you missed the movie. It was gonna be something oh, like that. No, no, um, no. This is far better. <laughs> Far better. I like, said this is shit, Jason. You need to write down in a series of essays about <laughs> stuff in your life. Seriously, that's hilarious to me. Thank you. Oh, uh, you know what? Of all the things I've you should, ever, dude, write it down. Of all the things I've ever done in my life, that is like top five things I'm so proud of. It's because, hilarious. like you said, it worked. I mean, it fucking worked. <laughs> Oh my like god. Like everything we did like worked. Like we did scare this poor guy away. Like oh I can't I Lord. still can't believe Oh and by the case anyone's wondering, they know me personally. Felicia was also in on it. I told her like immediately. I when I I told her, Hey, this is what I'm doing Friday night because of XYZ 
And then yep. she was okay with it. She was honestly cool with it. She's like, okay, funny that sounds hell. that sounds funny. Like, okay, have a good time. Are you kidding? And... I would have been there in the back of the theater <laughs> watching this shit unroll. That's amazing she, to me. She says, yeah, go. Just let me know what happens when you get back. And I'm like, I yeah. definitely will. And I did. I got when I got home, I told her everything, and she was like on the floor laughing her ass. That's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing. So that's my story. Whenever I see Insidious Chapter Two written somewhere, or it comes up, or when we were gonna, when it was, you know, hey, we're covering this next episode, I said to you, I got a story. <laughs> Incredible. I always think of this because of that. So. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. I can't. So okay, our thoughts on the movie. I know we can't top that, but um. No, nothing is gonna top. I'm just that. gonna. I'll say it really quickly. I enjoyed this movie. I think it's. Yeah. It's really good. It's really creepy. It's really it's effectively creepy. There's a lot of legit creepy scenes. Um, it's pretty good paced. Like it's not too slow. It doesn't like stumble anywhere. Everything's perfectly paced. Um, I thought I had a problem with Patrick Wilson's acting, but then I realized, oh wait, he's playing a possessed guy mm-hmm. of a ghost who's been dead for like what fucking twenty some years. And he's trying to, you know, I don't know what he's trying to, well, he's trying to kill people again, basically. So maybe that's on purpose. And I think it was because you're right. When it went back to Patrick Wilson playing regular Josh, he was perfectly fine again. So I think that was just like an acting choice. And now I can see that. And so now I respect it. Um, Everybody's brilliant. This movie does not, you know. Even the kids. Normally, I don't like kid actors, but the kids were really damn good in this. They're really good. Like in this. Dalton, Absolutely. have you know, being the guy, the kid that has to go through the the, the further and like number one, top notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lee Wannell putting himself in this movie. Normally, that annoys mm-hmm. me. No, he's perfect. He's great. <laughs> he's very good. Very um, good at what he. I am a big fan so of his screenplays. I enjoy this movie. Um, is it like the greatest horror movie ever? No, and not not by a long no, shot. But, for, again, but it's for a it's, PG it's fun. Thirteen yes. movie that is impressive. It's it's you know? it's kind of a fun movie. It's a really good creepy horror movie. It's a good movie for like you know sleepover teenagers. You know you know let's you know we're having a sleepover. Let's put on a movie. City of Chapter Two. Yay! You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's that kind of movie. Um, uh, it gets a little weird with the whole, you know, boy forcing the boy to be a mom thing. You might, you know, you could get super serious with that, but I choose not to. I'm taking it at just at face value of just as a plot thing. And I think uh, Lee Wano owes Stephen King and whoever wrote Sleepaway Camp some credit. <laughs> That's all I got for that. What about you, Lisa? What you got? So it's interesting because, I mean, I've, I love these films. Like I was always there the day they opened to see them and stuff because I thought the first one was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this one was great. I really, really enjoyed it. What's interesting though is now watching it again, and I've seen it a couple of times. Um, it's not the first half of it really doesn't hold up. Um, I was getting bored. I was getting distracted by my phone a lot. Um, I mean, there's a lot of these random things going on. They're just kind of space fillers. Like, all I want to see are the hauntings because all of the silly backstory. And again, I think it's just me. Most people love this. I want to know more about the Black Bride. I want to know more about the creepy doll in The Conjuring. Mm -hmm. I want to know more about the nun. Mm -hmm. I don't. What makes them scary (laughs) is not knowing. And frankly, if you've seen those other movies, I would hope you agree with me because they're friggin' terrible. Um, I don't want a movie about this Black Bride. 
So I kind of feel like, okay, but what they did with this in bringing it back to the original and doing this time loop stuff, I thought was very clever. Yes. And so I really liked it in the moment when I first saw it. Watching it again on repetitive viewing, that's when I kind of was like, okay, this is cool again. Um, so I think it's just one of those things where like you appreciate the stuff that's good and the stuff that's filler after you watch it for the first time, it's not going to be as impactful because you're not learning the story. You're just waiting to get to the good stuff again. All right. So that's my thought. All righty. Well, that's going to wrap up our discussion on Insidious Chapter 2. Barring any other weird situations, we should be back on schedule. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks. And uh, let's take a gander at what we're doing next time. As Lisa turns everything off because she's not going to she's not seeing this. And I'm, I'm not looking at this trailer, correct? Get me a drink right now. Thank you, Austin. Enzo and I have been working on a new song. It's going to blow your brains out. <laughs> Say goodbye to your mother. Wow, good hug. Our new album came out today. I think we have ourselves another spin cover. Annie told me to write a new hit song. In order to create, you have to embrace the dark side. Creepy fan. Pandora's box and you're facing joy and horror head on. This came for you. How did he get my address? Who is this fan? Some psycho. He's obsessed. He has no boundaries. I might just have to kill him. (laughs) Do not call me again. Do you understand? crazy. So until then, I'm Jason Soto. Sorry, rushing to unmute. I'm Lisa Leahy. (laughs) We'll see you between the scares. Copyright 2022 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbitholepodcasts.com.